So we're going to start off today's daf at the bottom of the page on daf ayin ches amid beis from the words male afar um, filled it with dirt. So the question is this: Is that true that if it's filled with dirt, that's halacha? But filled b'stama, even if it was not defined what your intention is with that dirt. Didn't we learn in a Mishnah? Bai is, if you have a house, Shemelua, Teven, Otsroros, that you filled the house with straw or rocks, Obitlu, and you're Mevatal it there, Batal, then it's going to be negated there, and then it's considered a filled up house. Bitlu in, lo bitlu, which sounds like that if I didn't expressly say that I mean to stay there, it will not be able to be mevoto. So that's con- that doesn't that seem contradictory? So the Gemara explains, so I just don't understand that what we're talking about over here. Why is it relevant to have a house that's filled? The answer is, is that it is relevant because a house that's filled means that uh, this is re- relevant for the halacha of uh, Tumah. As we know, that if there's a dead body or something that's tummy mace in a room, so it can, depending on what it is, it fills the tumah to the entire room. But that's because there's an airspace. And the airspace means that it's contained in the ohel and doesn't go through the roof. However, the halacha is, is that if it's filled, the whole room is filled with stuff, so then there's not even a tefach of air that's, that, creates a, that creates an ohel over the dead body. So then it's called tumah ritzutza. It's in an enclosed area, and then the tumah goes up. That's why somebody who's like typically buried under the ground, so then the tumma over the body is, goes right through because there isn't that space, that gap to be able to make it a, uh, an, an ohel that encloses the tumma and keeps it in, contains it. So that's the idea. So if it, the house is filled with something, it depends what it's filled with to qualify as tumma ritzutz. If it's filled with, with straw or pebbles, so we said... If you're mevatal it to stay there, meaning I plan on leaving it there, then it's considered filled, and then there's no gap. But if I don't, it sounds like not. And we're talking about both straw and pebbles in the same boat. So that's the question. So Rav Huna, man tana alos? Who's the tana by alos? Rabbi Yossi. The tana by alos is a different tana. It's Rabbi Yossi. We're going like the other tana who argues on Rabbi Yossi. So the Gemara says... You're telling me the Tana over there is Rabbi Yossi? Rabbi Yossi says the exact opposite. So he says, if it's grain that you're not planning on leaving, on taking away, you're keeping it there, then it's like plain dirt. And it'll be bottled without anything. So if it's dirt that you plan on removing, you're not leaving it there, then it's like standard grain, and it's not pato. Basically, he's the one who says that dirt is mevotal naturally, without any specificity. And, um, oh, and, and uh, the, the straw is naturally assumed to be not left, meant to be left there. So if anything, he's the opposite opinion. So the Gemara says, Elam Rav Asi, Mantana Erevin, who is the Tana by Erevin, Rabbi Yossi. Our Tana over here is Rabbi Yossi who says that there's a difference between straw and dirt. And that's where we're going with. That's answer number one. Rav Huna Breda Rabbi Shuamar, a different answer. Toma Shabbos, Karamas, what are you asking? A contradiction between Toma and Shabbos? There's different characteristics. They work differently. Shabbos rules 
work differently, have a different criteria than, than Tumah rules. Hanach Iser Shabbos, da'afilu arnaki nami mevatal inish. Things that don't normally qualify as a mevatal are mevatal on Shabbos. Because the definition of bitol for Shabbos is things that are muktzah that you couldn't move. The definition of things that, that are not mevatal are things that aren't muktzah that you couldn't move on Shabbos. So therefore, it's the straw and the grain, you can use it to feed the animals, it's not mevatal. Rocks, even if it's not normally mavotol, here it is mavotol because there's no way you're going to remove the rocks this Shabbos because it's mukta. That's the point. That's the answer of Rav Honabred Rav Yeshua. And Rav Ashi Amar, a different distinction. Bias acharitz karamis? You're asking a difference, but you're asking a question from a house onto a ditch. That's a fundamentally different area. What is a ditch for? You want the ditch filled. So therefore, if you put rocks into the ditch, it's because you want the ditch filled. So then, of course, it serves to, to, to make it into one area. But the house, since... You have to ask a question. You have to get the tune right. Is it there to be filled with stuff? No, the house is to be... You need space in the house. You need uh, elbow room. You need to be able to have uh, room to get around. So obviously, if it's filled with something, it's obviously only temporary, or, or assumed to be temporary, no matter what it is that's in the house. Because who wants to fill their house full of stuff? So that's the fundamental difference, and that's the deal. Okay. So three good answers. Okay. Brings us to the next section. But said if you put a plank over the gap, over the ditch... And you can, it's fourth fachem wide, you can cross that way, and that's able to make it into a Pesach from the two uh, courtyards. Now, that's if you're putting it along the width, meaning going, uh, going against the width, because I'm to, to cross on the plank. But if I'm going along the length of the ditch, so then, remember, the ditch has to be four tvachim wide in order to be um, uh, considered a gap. And the reason why you need a certain width is because once it's four tvachim wide, it, you're like scared to walk over it. It's like a, a significant, um, it's a significant distance. It's not comfortable to walk. So, um, but if it, if so, basically, but if you put it along the wall. And even if it's sticking out, feel culture, even if it's sticking out a drop to make it less than four tvachim, it's going to serve. You took it out of the dalit tvachim, so I don't need how it doesn't need to go all the way across anymore. It could even just stick out a drop because on that area where I'm stepping, it's a narrower gap than four, and therefore it's not a hard, not considered a scary, uh, or it's easily traversed, and that's the difference. Next, we talked about We talked about planks coming out from either side, these, um, the, the lips that go out, uh, uh, each one opposite each other. So, that which we're saying, if it's right opposite each other, yes. If it's not opposite each other, not. And if one is higher up than the other one, it's also not going to be acceptable. All of those is that's if there's a distance of three tvachim uh, between them. If it's less than uh, three tvachim distance, 
Gzustra Akumi, then it's just considered a bent Gzustra, which basically means that it's still considered a traversable thing, because once it's within three Tvachim, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be directly opposite, that's the point, and it doesn't have to be exactly the same height. It's just a bent Gzustra, it's fine. And that's, the, that's what is important qualifier to this din. Brings us to the new Mishnah. So says the Mishnah, This is a pile of grain. That's the wall. It's a, it's a, so it's like a, it's a haystack that's stacked between the two courtyards. Okay. And the haystack is ten tvachim tall. That's considered a wall for all practical purposes of Shabbos. That's a wall. And you can only make two eruvin and not one. And as you know, it's a wall of straw. That's what the animals eat. The animals can eat from the haystack on this side, in this courtyard, and the animals can eat from the haystack on the other side. And it's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to worry that maybe they're going to eat their way through the haystack on Shabbos, and then we lost our wall. Or at least we don't concern ourselves with that problem. Okay? Um, what if they, they, they ate very well that Shabbos and now it's less than 10 Tfachim? Then basically it becomes now from here on in, you can only make it a single Erev and not two because there's no wall between. The wall has to be at least 10 Tfachim tall. So Amravun Ravuna qualifies it. So, you can feed the animal, but you can't take, actually take off the wall, and meaning oh, the, the haystack, and put it into the box and feed it to the animal. That's a different thing. So the Gemara says, but I can put the animal in front and give, and, you know, bring it to eat there? Is that, why would that be allowed? I'm allowed to take my animal and stand it on the grass on Shabbos. And if it eats the grass, it's not my problem, okay? That you could do. But I cannot take my animal to, um, to, to, to eat muktzah on Shabbos. It's very interesting. If the food that, I, that it's eating is muktzah, then I'm not allowed to bring my animal to the food, to the muktzah food. So well, we're assuming that this wall, since we're relying on it, um, so um, there is a fear, again, there's no fear that I'm going to pluck the grass to feed the animal, because I know that's an Isser Shabbos. But if it's only Asr Mishamukta, so then there is a fear that I may come to take the wall and bring it. So over here, if I'm bringing the animal directly to the wall, isn't that itself, and, and you told me I'm not allowed to take it off the wall, it's Mukta for me to take it off the wall and give, feed it to the animal, so then I might come to do so. Why would that be allowed? So the Gemara answers, you're right. We don't bring the animal directly to the wall. All you do is stand on the side, the other side where the animal's going, so it's not going to be able to continue in the direction away from the away from the haystack. And then the animal on its own will turn and go towards the haystack. So basically all you're doing is blocking the other directions so that on its own it goes there. And that's the get there, that's the way that I'm not going to actually be with the animal when it's eating off the wall, and that's why it's okay. Brings us to the next thing. Below you tell us, Tevin, you're not allowed to put 
into your uh, container some of the grain. Ay, v'atani we learned in a b'risa, b'ayis shebein shtei chateros, the b'risa says, if you have a house between two courtyards, so this house opens up, has an opening to two courtyards on two sides of the house, umelo teven, and the house happens to be filled with grain, okay? Me'arvin shnaim be'marvin echad, the grain makes it that I can only make, there's, not, there's no passageway here, and there can only be two eruvin and not one eruv. Because there's no passage, because it's filled with grain. Zen also the Zen also the and every each side can help them help themselves to the straw to whatever it is in the house, the grain that's in the house, to feed to their animals. Now look how it said it. They're putting it in their box and carrying it to the animal, and it's all good. Once the Tevin comes less than ten Tvachim, now they're both going to be prohibited because now we don't have our wall anymore. Kate said, so what do you got to do? No, the space, so you got to close one of the two is going to have to give in, be Mavater, and close his door to his house. Then he negates his domain to the other side, and then the other side will be able to carry. Okay? Who, Asr? And then he'll be prohibited to carry his stuff and his friend will be allowed to. This is also true with um, with a big uh, with, uh, with also grain that's, that's right that's a, bit, a pit filled with grain that's right between two Tchumeshavas. Same basic situation um, that's, that they use it to hold this, the, this grain. It's like a ditch that's used to hold grain. And it's right between two tchumin. Um, each one is allowed to help themselves on yantif to the grain that's on their side. We're not worried that they're going to come to take it from the other side. That's fine. Now, bottom line is what's relevant for us is this. Ketani mias, are we saying, each one's putting it in their box. What's the difference? Why, when it's a when it's a haystack that's outside an outdoor haystack, you're not allowed to take it directly. You just have to you get your animal to go there on its own and eat. But here, it's in the house. I'm able to help myself to finish it. What's the difference? So I mean, the difference is this: bias. The difference is there's a. It's much easier to notice. Uh, the 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 sinking wall when you have a ceiling to see how far it's getting away from the ceiling and then you'll realize it's like uh oh we better stop because we're losing our wall as opposed to when it's outdoors you kind of it's like much harder to realize when it's going to hit the the mark that's lower than ten tefachim because you don't have anything to measure it against it's less noticeable and that's why we can't take it directly that's the difference okay. Now, we mentioned in this price, when it gets less than 10 Tvachim, then they're both prohibited. So, first of all, we have a question. If it's 10 Tvachim tall, the wall of grain in this house, then it's fine. It sounds like even if the ceiling of the house is much higher. Well, basically, Basically, we took sides in the machlokas between Beishami and Beisila that we had not long ago, whether, uh, 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 what do we call these, um, 
partitions in a house that doesn't reach the ceiling, whether they qualify as a divider in the house or not. And here we're saying it does count as a divider, even though it was a machlokis, you know, whether each, each house needs to, each, 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 the people in each partition need to participate separately. It was a machlokis. So now, what's the deal? So I'm Rabbi. So Rabbi gives his answer. We're talking about where the entire height of the house is 13 tvachim tall. So if it's 10 at least, so then it's going to be within the, ten, within the three tefach mark of the ceiling, which is anyway lavud, so therefore it's as if it reaches the ceiling, and that's good enough for us. Chaser um, mashu, so it's th- a house is 13 minus a bit, it's just under 13 tefachim, therefore as long as it's at the 10 mark, it's considered a full wall. The teven, asara, the grain is 10, so that's why it's good, because it's sealed. You don't even need to say that. Even if the house is a total of 10. Okay. Um, but Viteven uh, Shiva and the grain is 7. It's still a good wall. Why? Because it's still a little over 7. The entire height of the house is only 10 high. And it's within love of the ceiling. And that's called a wall of 10. Uh, anytime it's less than three, it's considered loved. So the Gemara says, according to the first answer, Abayah's answer, I understand it fits the words at least. If it gets less than ten. Here, it's not a question of being less than ten. So what does it mean from ten? It doesn't come less from ten, it comes less than seven. So my answer is, my meyasara mitoras asara from the virtual ten that we have. If it gets less than the virtual, because now you lost the lavud, so that's what we mean. Okay, so that's how he gets out of that. But the bottom line is, is tupshatim in what the case of the house is. But either way, it's a pretty low ceiling house. Okay, brings us to the next thing we said shnehen asurin. In that case. Where it was nismait, we got less than the ten. Either either interpretation of what it means by less than ten. So then they're both going to be prohibited. So the question is this: <coughs> The status change that exi- that that happens on Shabbos is um, is prohibited. Isn't that really a question? I thought we had a discussion. It was a whole discussion earlier whether that is acceptable or not. Uh, you know, uh, whether it changes or do we just go by the outside of Shabbos. And the, if in the beginning of Shabbos everything is good, so it doesn't bother us what happens on Shabbos. And here we seem to be saying that the change, status change happens on Shabbos and it messes us up. So are you taking sides in that discussion? So the Gemara says, no, Dilma, Dilmit, well, maybe it means that it got less than from before Shabbos. On Friday it got less, and that's what we're talking about. So it's not really taking sides in that discussion. Okay. To the next thing. Ketzeru also, what does he do? No, let's base mevatel rishos. So he locks his door, and then he negates his rights to the rishos. So the question is, Tarti, why does he have to do both? Just do a bitl rishos. Why do you have to close your door off to the Rishos. So the Gemara says, you're right, either one or the other. Oh, no, let's So either he closes his door, or he does a bit of Rishos. That's one answer, really. Not that you don't need to do both. If you close off your door, that's showing that you have no, that you're, that's the same as a bitl. So either or will qualify as a bitl. 
either you said I'm being mevatel, or you lock your door to the chatzar, which basically is akin to a statement of bitel. Okay, those are two, that's one way to understand it. And really, you don't have to do two. If you buy same alternative pshat, the olam tarti, you have to do both. And the reason why is given the dash base, since he's always so used to using this chatzar to carry his stuff to, it's, and you were mevatel rishos, you're gonna, until you lock the door, you may come to start carrying from your house into the chatzar. So as a geder, as a, as a fence around the Torah, we make you lock your doors to the yard so you won't come to uh, carry, which you're now not allowed to. Now we said, who else of a chaver mutter? He's prohibited, but his friend's allowed. Pshita, okay, of course. Obviously, if you're a mevatel, you're aser, and your friend's mutter. What kind of question is it? Why do you have to tell us this? So the says, Lotzricha, the hader idach, o batole even if the next person changed his mind and said, you know what, now I'm mevatel my rishos, back to you, so this way you can carry. And it's coming to teach you that no, it stays this way. Even if he changes, even if the other person says, now I'll be, I'm happy to be mevatel rishos, so you can carry into the chatzar, we don't allow the same bitol, achar bitol on Shabbos from one to be mevatel to the other. Like we said earlier, that the issue is, is that it, it makes it the rabbi's rules into a joke. Okay. This is true about a big uh, ditch that's filled with grain. That's Everyone can help themselves to the grain that's on their side of the tchum. Pshita is not obvious. The chiddush here is the Rebbe Even according to Rebbe Kiva, the Amar Tchumin Daraisa says that Tchumin is an Isra Daraisa. So maybe in Isra Daraisa we should be more machmir. Maybe we should make exera that Dilma Asi. Maybe I'm going to come and take from the other side of the Tchum, uh, and that we don't worry about that, even according to Rabbi Kiva, even though Rabbi Kiva holds that Tchum is not an Iser Dirabanan, it's an Iser Torah. That's the story, which brings us to the new Mishnah. Okay, so we're really getting back to some of the basic halachos here. Ketzan Mishtatvim Bimavoy. How do you do Shituf in a Mavoy? Yes, Yuda, you have a question? No, we got a problem here. We're not talking about locking the door of the middle house. We're talking about locking... They lock the own door. The own door. Right. Okay, now both sides lock the door, and both sides the battle hunts well the other, so I'm not looking at anything from my house outside, period, finished. Then both of them can use the chatzah without any, any questions, correct? Well, what do you mean? If for things that are staying in the chatzah, you mean? Yes, well that's anyway true. Let me explain. Yuta, I'm glad you asked this question because it's a very important thing. We did discuss this earlier. But the way it works is this. When I'm a vatel, my, my rights to the chatzer, but I, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm separating, I'm disconnecting my house to the chatzer. Okay? And that means what's in my house must stay in my house. At that point... Even I, who did that, can carry in the chatzar what starts off in the chatzar. Okay? I don't need both sides to be mevatel 
to be able to have everybody carrying the chatzar. Do you understand? Because what's in the chatzar can be carried in the chatzar. Because the chatzar is a rishos echad. I, wasn't I mevatel my rights? Yeah, but I'm like a guest in the chatzar. So therefore it's no problem. We had this discussion earlier. So that's the same thing over here. You don't need both sides to be mevatel to be able to carry in the chatzar. As long as one side was mevatel to the other, the other side is going to be able to carry in this chatzar. And I can also carry in the chatzar. The difference is, is that the other side can carry from their house into the chatzar. I cannot carry from my house to the chatzar. That's the story. Okay. Okay. So you don't need to do the upper double. Okay. Okay. All right, so let's continue. Okay, so how, how do we do arrangement of the partnership in a mavoi that enables us to carry throughout the mavoi? So typically a mavoi, like we said, is a much larger area. It's not just a couple of houses. It's, uh, it's a couple of courtyards. It's a number of courtyards that open up, uh, that have houses in each courtyard that open up into the mavoi. So what we do is, we do a zikoi type of situation. You leave this barrel, and you make a statement. Anyone who shares this mavoi is a, has a right to this barrel. Okay? And, the, and he gives it over as a gift, basically. Through his children, as long as they're adults. Or his Jewish-born slaves or maidservants, as right, or his wife, and all that is able to be somebody else who's receiving it and accepting it on his behalf. They can make the kinyan, okay? Or his wife. He cannot do it with his minor children. Or his uh, slaves that are Kanani born slaves, because there they have no ability to acquire outside of his ability. And that's why it's not going to work. It has to be a proper Zechiah where there's a separate entity that's acquiring. And that's, the, and that's why you need to give it to somebody, and somebody has to pick it up on behalf of the entire community, and that's the way it works. Okay. So Amar Rav Yehuda, so Rav Yehuda says, So Amar Rav Yehuda, Chavis shel shitufei mevoos. So Rav Yehuda says, if you have a, bar- a barrel that's for the shituf mevoos, tzaruch lag biyam in a karka. It's not, you can't just leave it there. They have to pick it up. So they have to pick it up, tzaruch lag biyam in a karka, they have to pick it up at tefach. So Amar Rava, so Rava says, Hani tarti mili, there are two things, Sabi the Pumpadisa Minu, that were said by the elders of Pumpadisa, who is basically Rav Yehuda, who is the Rav, the Rosh Yeshiva in Pumpadisa. And basically, in the, so the Yeshiva came out with the Psak. So in, 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 these, in these two areas, and this is one of them, this is one of them that you must lift it up at least at Tafach. Idach, there's one other one, Hamekadish. Um, um, basically, somebody who's saying Kiddush, Im Logmav If he tasted um, a cheekful of his Kiddush, then it's Yotza. And if he didn't, then he wasn't Yotza, his Kiddush. Okay, you need to drink at least um, a cheekful in order for it to be a good Kiddush. Separate din that's coming from 
uh, that comes from the same group, the elders of Pompadiso, is basically the yeshiva, the psak of the yeshiva of Rav Yehuda. Now, Amrav Chaviva Hanami Savi de Pompadiso Amrino. I have another quote, another shita or halacha that was psak from these elders of Pompadiso. Okay, um, so what is the Rav Chaviva sharing? Amrino, the Amr of Yudam Shmuel, Osin Medura Lechaya Bishabis. That you a third halacha that you're allowed to make a fire, a big fire like a, um, you know, a very strong fire like a, uh, like a fireplace for a woman who just gave birth to a child who's more susceptible to the cold, and you could do it even on Shabbos because she's a choyla she basakana so that's allowed. So we used to th- at first we thought that maybe that was only for a chaya, not for a chola, not for somebody who's sick. And bimosak shamim in bimosak Maybe it's only in the winter, not in the summer. So therefore, itmar. But when we came across this, we found out that that is not the case. Itmar amar avkiya baravin amar shmuel hikizdam. Somebody did a bloodletting, and he apparently now has the case of the chills because when you you know if you have a, enough blood that keeps you warm, but then you you're drained of your blood because um, you let let out some of it. So now you're cold. So also the Madura B'Shabbos, that's a person's in Sakana because of his gold, and therefore you can make a fire, a big fire on Shabbos, even if it's in the summertime, he needs the extra heat to keep him warm. And that's the idea. Um, so that's another quote from the Sabbath of Pumbedisa. Well, let's just do the other one to finish the daf. We have another quote from the elders of Pumbadisa. The Itmar. stam. How do you know when you see a tree that it's an Asherah, that we would assume that it's an Asherah tree? Maybe. I mean, what, on what basis do we assume that? So, Amarav, Kumrim Shomrin Oso. As long as there are, uh, the, the priests are guarding the tree. And you could see that they're not letting any, not tasting the fruit of the tree. That's a dead giveaway that this tree is used in a, for idol worship. That's Shitas Ravu. Even if they say the dates of this tree should be for the beer that we're going to bring to the house of idol worship, the Shasulibiyam Adam, that they're going to drink it on their holiday, that also. Qualifies the Amrli Sabi de Pumbedisa, and that was the Psak of the Sabi de Pumbedisa that we paskin like Shmuel over there. So, anyway, that's the bottom line, and we'll continue with this tomorrow. A pleasure learning with everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.